Aloha, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So it has been a minute since I've been on here. I still have no idea why, but the Lord just gave me a sabbatical. He just stopped. <laughs> there, was no, there was no word coming for it. It just stopped. And so I said, okay, well, I, 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 as far as I know, I'm not doing anything sinful, but the Lord is the Lord. He has his own reasons on why he does things. And I just stopped, you know, and I, I received the word and here it is. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out <laughs> in case you guys were wondering where, where I've been, right? Hey, when, when the Lord moved uh, the cloud, you know, and, and the pillar Fire, you know, God's people were supposed to move when that stuff moved. And when it stopped, then they were supposed to stop. And so since there was no word forthcoming, there was nothing for me to say to you. <laughs> As I always tell you guys, right, I don't I don't make up what comes in this podcast. I get the title. I get some scriptures. And the rest of the message is always it's always a mystery to me because the Holy Spirit is the one that's telling me the stuff. It's just amazing. He's amazing. God, you're amazing. Okay, so anyway, we're going to do is go ahead and pray and kick this message off. Okay, let's go ahead and go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us, God. And thank you for being our great God. We thank you for watching over us, Father. Most importantly, God, we thank you for being a truthful God. Some people worship the devil. Many people worship the devil uh, under different names, Father God, and, and, and he's deceiving them all. The Bible says that people are going to look and say, is this, the, is this the one that deceived the nations? Is, is this him just lying, right? But Father God, you are always truthful to us. The Bible tells us that you cannot lie. It's impossible for you to lie. So we know Everything you tell us, it is true. And God, we can trust you because you're faithful and you're true. You're faithful to your word. You're faithful to your name. You're faithful to your covenant. You're faithful to your people. God, you're faithful to yourself. So we thank you for being faithful. We thank you, Father, for being a, a God of truth, the God of truth, because there, there's no room for any other gods. You are the God of truth and we acknowledge you as such. Now, Father, I ask that you would please have mercy on your people, God, that you would use me to speak your word, God, to encourage your people, God, to to shine the light of truth, God, on some lies that the devil is doing and, and deceiving people. And it's nothing new. It's the same thing he's been doing. You said in the Bible that he's been sinning from the beginning and nothing's changed, God. So we just thank you, Father. We ask that you would open up our eyes, open up our hearts, Father God. And open up our ears, God, to, to hear what thus saith the Lord. Lastly, Father, I pray for the grace to deliver this message, Father, and that you would use me. And this is all I say. I ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus, and I consider it done. Thank you so much. I love you, Father. We love you, Daddy. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Love you. Love you, God. Okay. Woo, we love you. Okay, so the title... The title for this message is Counterfeit Apostle, not with not apostles with an S, Counterfeit Apostle. OK, this does not mean that we're only talking about one person, but that was the title I got. 
Thus, that is the title I give counterfeit apostle. So we've got a bunch of scriptures that we're going to be reading through today. And of course, we are going to go through that. Please, I encourage you to study the word of God for yourself. Please don't allow what you're getting in this uh, podcast to suffice for your own Bible study. Okay, that's really where you're going to grow. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you have to study the Bible, the Holy Bible, not the Catholic Bible, not the Mormon Bible, not anything else. The Holy Bible. You study that. You learn for yourself. You get in there, dig in there and you will hear the voice of the Lord for yourself. You're going to really know him because he is the word of God. Amen. So anyway, we're going to do is go ahead and get started. In 1 Kings chapter 22, there's a bunch of jumping around, bunch of jumping around today. I got a new microphone. Y'all know usually I don't use a mic. I just turn on my phone and go. But anyway, my wife got me this uh, nice uh, lavalier Bluetooth microphone. So I'm using that today. So we're going to see how this comes out. I believe it sounds pretty good so far. But anyway, 1 Kings 22. Ultimately, we're going to read through five verses, five through 24, but we're going to kind of break it up. OK, so what we see here is we see two kings. We see King Saul and we see King Jehoshaphat. OK, and what's going on basically is, you know, King Saul wants to go to war. I, I'm, I might oversimplify this and we're going to read this in a second, but here's a summary. So King Saul wants to go to war. He basically wants to do an alliance with King Jehoshaphat. Okay. Now we all know King, uh, excuse me, I said King Saul. Who? My bad. The Lord rebuked that confusion. King Ahab. It's King Ahab and King Jehoshaphat. So we all know King Ahab was a wicked king. The Bible said there was nobody else, no other king that gave himself over to sin like King Ahab. This man was wicked. We know his wife, Jezebel, a wicked man. Now, King Jehoshaphat, on the other hand, was a righteous man. He was a righteous king. Yet, because, you know, of the relationship that they had uh, between tribes, you know, he considered him like a brother. King Jehoshaphat considered uh, King Ahab kind of like a brother. You know, it's like, you know, we kind of all come from the same tribes. We're kind of related. You know, I'm here for you if you need me. I'm simplifying this. Again, I'm going to read this, but just want to give you the backdrop. Okay, so that's what's going on here. All right. All right. First Kings 22, 5 through 12. <clears throat> so, and Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, king of Israel being Ahab. Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, inquire first for the word of the Lord. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go to battle against Ramath Gilead, or shall I refrain? And they said, Go up, for the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here another prophet of the Lord of whom we may inquire? And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, Micaiah, the son of Imlah. But I hate him, for he never prophesies good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. 
In other words, don't say that. <laughs> right? Then the king of Israel summoned an officer and said, bring quickly Micaiah, the son of Imlah. Now the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones, arrayed in their robes at the threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets were prophesying before them. And Zedekiah, the son of Chidna'ana, made for himself horns of iron and said, Thus says the Lord, with these you shall push the Syrians until they are destroyed. And all the prophets prophesied so and said, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and triumph. The Lord will give it into the hand of the king. So right here, you get to see something right away, right? King Jehoshaphat is a godly man. So although he did tell King Ahab, yeah, I'm going to help you. What's the first thing he said? Let us inquire of the Lord. This is what we need to be doing so we're not deceived by the enemy. Because the enemy can make things look a particular way. He can make things sound a particular way. He can give you ideas and you not realize he's giving you the idea. So the only way that a human is not going to be deceived by the devil and all of his henchmen and demons and spirits and people and everything else is you have to go to the Lord. You have to. So that's what we see uh, uh, King Jehoshaphat do. He has Ahab. Lay, let's let's inquire of the Lord. Now, you notice Ahab had 400 prophets. Right. And I, I don't know the timeline, but these might be the same 400 prophets that later got destroyed. The prophets of Baal that later got destroyed, you know, with Elijah. I, I'm not sure, but maybe the number it's the same number. But anyway, so every, all of those people are prophesying good for the king. They're all prophesying good. Now, obviously, Jehoshaphat knew something was up because he didn't want to go with what all of those 400 people all saying the same thing. Maybe he discerned it in his spirit. Maybe he just knew. Uh, nah, I already know these prophets aren't real prophets. And that's why he says they're not another that we can inquire of. So as you look around on TV, there's all of these fake prophets. You know, again, the title of this is Counterfeit Apostle. There's all of these counterfeits. You know, they, they look like apostles. They they sound like apostles. They kind of, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they seem like they're talking about the right thing. But you have to be discerning. And you just can't go with somebody because everybody else is, you know, cheering for that. They're talking about this guy or, or, or that particular woman. You, you just can't go with that because everybody else is doing it. You can't go with somebody because everybody else is saying the same thing. They're all in agreement. Oh, my goodness. There's so many of them. They must be right. I've said this before on other podcasts. The word of the Lord, the Lord is almost always countercultural. So, you know, if you see everybody saying this particular thing, guess what? You you if you was a betting man or a betting woman, you could bet your last dollar. The Lord is not in agreement with that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you again, that's just how the Lord is. You know how the, the Lord is and you know how the world is. They're opposite. They're opposite from each other. Right. So don't be deceived. So, again, you have all of these people saying the same thing. They're basically telling you what you want to hear. And that's what is going on with King Ahab. 
He has all of those prophets around him that's catering to what he wants to hear, which is not necessarily what he needed to hear. We'll get to that towards the end of the message. OK. And, and so what we have to ask ourselves as Christians, if we really are real Christians and we believe in God, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we believe in his father. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Right. Christians believe differently than Mormons. OK. Christians believe differently than Catholics. And we, we might talk about that a little bit more in this uh, podcast or maybe another one. But don't be deceived. OK. They, they just they're not the same. They're not the same. So don't be deceived. All right. All right. So let's keep it moving here. First Kings 22, 13 through 18. And this is remember. Ahab had all of those prophets that were prophesying what he wanted to hear, which is not necessarily what he needed to hear. What he needed to hear was the word of the Lord, because the Lord knows everything. Right. Jehoshaphat says, let's find another guy. Ahab says there is one. I don't like him. He'll never tell me what I like to hear. Basically, that's what he's saying. So here we go. Twelve, excuse me, 13 through 18. And the messenger who went to summon Micaiah said to him, behold, the words of the prophets with one accord are favorable to the king. Let your word be like the word of one of them and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me that I will speak. And when he had come to the king, the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramath Gilead to battle or shall we refrain? And he answered him, go up and triumph. The Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But the king said to him, how many times shall I make you swear that you speak to me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each return to his home in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? We're going to stop right there. So you see what's going on, right? Ahab is openly saying that, look, I just want to hear what I want to hear. I don't really care if it's the word of the Lord or not. I want him to say some good stuff to me. And, and when you have somebody like this, like an Ahab, somebody that doesn't have a godly character, what, the, what, what they're terming good and bad has nothing to do with the Bible. What is good is, is the word is going to go along with what their flesh wants. What is bad is it's telling them, hey, you can't do what your flesh wants. But the Bible already tells us what it, the Bible tells you that you you cannot do what you want to do. Right. You can't do what you want to do because your flesh and the spirit, the Bible says, are violently opposed to one another. This is why you cannot do what you want to do. He just tells you point blank. God is not some cosmic killjoy like a lot of the world or the world wants to say. He's not that. He cares about us all. He loves us all. And he sees all of the different traps, all of the snares of the fowler. If you think about it for the the devil already has the whole world who he doesn't have are the believers, because if you don't believe in Christ, you're already a part of the devil's kingdom. 
a harsh word. I've said it in the past, but it's the truth. It is what it is. It is the truth. So the traps, the devil already has the world. The traps are for them. The traps are for us. Right. He, he, the, dece the deception is for us that actually know the Lord and could and have the truth of the gospel, the anointing of the Lord and the word of God. Right. It, it's for us. But we have to ask ourselves, what do I want? Do I want a word that's going to make me feel good? Do I want a word that's going to tickle my ear or do I actually want to hear what the Lord says, right? One of those is very dangerous. Think about this, right? A word that tickles the ear leads to what? Damnation, leads to ruination. Yet the word of the Lord always leads to salvation. There were times in the Bible when, you know, God's people talked to him and he, he told them, hey, you know, I'm going to turn you over to the to the king or the emperor of Persia. However, if you stay in this, if you stay in over here, I'm going to give you favor with him. I'm going to give you favor with me. So that way the king has you have favor with the king. In other words, it, it really wasn't a word that they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear that they didn't have to go. Even though they broke God's laws, they didn't have to go in the exile. That's what they wanted to hear. But God didn't tell them that. God actually gave them the real word and told them, if you stay here, it's going to be all right. It, basically, it's not going to be as bad as you think it is because I'm going to give them favor. I'm going to give you favor with him and I'm going to give you favor with me. However, if you leave, you're going to die. People didn't like to hear that. What did they do? They didn't listen. They died. They all died. Right. So. Remember, you must ask yourself because every now and then in your life as a Christian, it's going to come up. Maybe it's something that you're really, really hoping for. You know, you're, you're hoping for this relationship. I remember when I was single, you know, after my divorce and I was hoping for these relationships. Oh, I hope this is the right one. I, I hope. But then the word of the Lord came and let me know. No, that's not the right one. Look at what that person is doing. Oh, man. OK, OK, Lord. But see, you know what? I really did want to know the truth. Why? Because, man, I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to get tricked and then lose my golden ticket, lose out on my salvation because I got into a trap and I veered off into sin and just wandered and kept wandering and wandering. You don't want that. We, we don't want that. Right. We need the word of the Lord. Amen. We need the word of the Lord. OK, let's keep it moving here. First Kings 22, 19 through 24. There's a lot of reading this time. I told you. OK, here we go. And Micaiah said. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing beside him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall? In other words, he's going to die. He may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead. And one said one thing and another said another. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord saying, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, by what means? And he said, I will go out 
and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, you are to entice, you are to entice him and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these your prophets. The Lord has declared disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, the son of Chana'ah, came near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, how did the spirit of the Lord go from me to speak to you? So we hear right. We see right here the actual word of the Lord came. It came against the 400 prophets that were all saying the same thing. God actually gives us one, the real word of the Lord Two, in this instance, he actually gave us a preview of what was going on in heaven. The discussion. Why? Because Ahab's time had come. He had been disobedient and rebellious so much. It was his time to die. And that was how he was going to fall. But see, if he had listened, not even if he had listened, if he had desired the word of the Lord instead of desiring something that was going to make him feel good. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm the king. Yeah, I can have what I want. That was always Ahab's problem. And that's the problem with these fake Christians nowadays. Also, I got I just got to say it. Because not only do we have counterfeit apostles, but we have counterfeit Christians also. People that are saying they're Christians to, to non-believers and then they're living like the devil. They're doing whatever they want to do and they're giving Christianity a bad name, so to speak. They're giving the Lord a bad name, so to speak, because of the evil things that they're doing. So you have these Counterfeit apostles. And, and Paul even talked about it way back then. He called them super apostles. You know, what? let's go to Second Corinthians. We jumping around. I know we jumping around. I know it. I know it. But you know what? It's all good. And we're going to get to where we need to be. So y'all got this word. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Eleven. One through four. This is Paul. For, uh, talking to the church at Corinth, I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me, for I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. What? For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. We're going to stop right there. So he this is Paul's concern for the body of Christ. Way back then, when they didn't have TVs, they didn't have the Internet, they didn't have cell phones and all of the like. You know what? But guess what? It's the same wicked spirit of the Antichrist coming to deceive the body of Christ. Ain't nothing changed. So Paul was saying right then and there, I'm concerned that you're going to be deceived. I'm concerned you're going to be led astray. So in this day and age, we can clearly see what's going on. How would you be led astray? You're watching the stuff on YouTube. You're watching it on the Internet and different channels. You're following these super apostles, which Paul is talking about. Let me just go ahead and keep reading so we can get to that scripture already. 
Here we go. 2 Corinthians 11.5 is where he coins the term super apostle. Paul says, indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles. In other words, it's these people that are just is making these big, huge boasts about how great they are in the Lord, about how much power, how much blessing, how much wealth, how the Lord works through them. These people, right, they're puffed up. They're fake. They're phony. They're counterfeit. They are not real. We're going to keep it moving here. All right. Second Corinthians 11, 12 through 15. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I know how to do it. This print is very tiny. Okay, here it is. And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine, listen to this, in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. In other words, they're not going to get away with this. You can look at somebody like Bishop Eddie Long, and I am going to call out names in this uh, uh, podcast today. Bishop Eddie Long was someone that, you know, he was an African-American. You know, he was he, he seemed like he was a very strong charismatic leader but then it came out that he was taking pictures with little boys at his camp he was doing some evil things some some pedophilia and you know what ended up happening with, with bishop eddie long he went from being this very big masculine person of course his sin did find him out it, it got out everybody found out then all of a sudden he got cancer he withered away to a little skinny skinny frail looking man and then eventually died Wow. He got his end. His end corresponded to his deeds. But he had people thinking he was this big. Even me, I remember being younger and thinking like, wow, seems like that's a man of God right there. Finally, someone that's doing right. And then it came out. Oh, man, he's, he was lying. He was a fake. He was a counterfeit. He was a counterfeit. You know, the book of Jude talks about the apostasy and apostate teachers. And, and let's, I'm going to define apostasy right quick. From Webster's, apostasy is defined as an act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize a religious faith. In other words, you've been taught the right teachings of Christ. You originally were taught that. But then somewhere along the way, maybe you listen to somebody else or you listen to your own vain imaginations and then you turned away. You turned away. I'm, I'm trying to remember this man's name. Bishop. Uh, uh, Bishop. Oh, this is African-American guy. He he had a beautiful singing voice. Me and my wife just saw this on TV. They made a movie about this guy where he started off very popular his name will come to me. He started off very popular, you know, started off with Oral Roberts and some other people. And then there were, he had a bunch of uh, issues in his life. His uncle died and some other things. And all of a sudden he changes his doctrine. He, he changes his doctrine and says, no one's going to go to hell. Everybody's going to be saved. 
So there's this one point in the movie, I'm so sorry it's not coming to me, but there's this one point in the movie where Oral Roberts comes in and he's talking to him and he's saying, listen, son, you, you started off good. You was on the right path. You, you can make this right. Just repent. You know the right way. There is a hell. There is a judgment. Otherwise, why did Christ come? Right. But he, he got it in his. He, he, he couldn't let it go. He wouldn't let it go. Never did repent. So now that person is leading so many other people. He's leading them to hell because he's teaching them a different gospel. He's teaching them a different gospel. You know, he's an apostate teacher. He's teaching apostasy because he's not sticking to the original teachings. OK, I can feel that we're going to be coming to a close here soon. What I want to do before I read out of Jude. Nope, nope, nope. We got to go to Jude. OK, OK, we're going to Jude. Jude three and four. Y'all know Jude is in the back. It's the book right before Revelation. It's a short book. There's only one chapter. Okay, Jude. Jude 3 and 4. Beloved or beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith. That was once for all delivered to the saints for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. So what is he saying here? Hey, Christian, Christian man, Christian woman, Christian boy, Christian girl, you have to contend. You have to fight for the faith because the devil is he's always on the move, right? His army is always trying to take you down. They're always gunning for you. Why? Because you got real faith in the Lord. You got the real word. You got the real God. And so if you don't fight for your faith, guess what? You're not going to have your faith because you're going to be deceived. How was that? He just says there's certain people who crept in unnoticed. In other words, you didn't realize they was amongst you. You didn't realize that they were actually fakes. You didn't realize that they were actually witches. That, that they were wizards. You didn't know that these people are in there with you, casting spells, controlling things. You had no idea, but there they are. But it says they long ago were designated for this condemnation. Before the beginning of the earth, God already knew these people were going to do this wickedness. Ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality. In other words, hey, God gives you grace. You can do what you want to do. Some of them are bold and they just say it like that. Others don't say it like that, but you look at their life, their lifestyles, and that's what they're doing. They're doing whatever they good and well pleased to do. Right. And by doing so, they're denying our master and Lord Jesus Christ. OK, we're going to keep it moving. Jude 11 through 13. We are going to be coming to a close in a little bit. OK, Jude 11 through 13. Woe to them. For they walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. These are hidden reefs at your love feasts as they feast with you without fear. Shepherds feeding themselves waterless clouds swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted 
wild waves of the sea, casting up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. Are you listening to that? Wow. He's talking about these super apostles. He's talking about these people that are leading you astray and they're hanging out with you. They seem like they're Christians, but they're really not. They're hidden. Right. And these super apostles, what are they doing? They're feeding themselves. They're just they're just doing stuff so they can get money and they're just shaking you upside down to do it. They don't care anything about you. And so when you're celebrating, you think you're celebrating Christ, it's a blemish on you. Why? Because those people ain't real. They, they counterfeit. They're not really Christians. They're not celebrating Christ with you. They're celebrating that they got over on you. But guess what? The joke's on them because in the end, they're going to get what they're going to get if they don't repent. And that's just that. It is what it is. Right. All right. Keeping it moving. Jude 17 through 19. Here we go. This is a call to persevere. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit with a capital S. That's the Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. So let's back it up. He's, he's reminding you this has already been prophesied. There's ungodly people. So since we're Christians and we already know that there's going to be ungodly people in the last days, why, why we got such a hard time with distinguishing these people and and you know, being like, hey, let me compare them to the doctrine of Christ. Not, well, I like the way this person talks. I'm going to listen to them. You know, oh, he good. He good. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to listen to her. I like the way they talk. Yeah, but is what they saying godly? Is it accurate? Or do or, or and again, we're going right back to the beginning. Is what they are saying the actual word of the Lord? Or are they just saying something that's going to tickle your ear? You just like the way they get down. That's a dangerous place to be because you're going to slap away the wisdom from the Lord. That's going to bring salvation your way and deliverance. It's a scary thing. Now, let's talk about this list of counterfeit apostles. This is a very limited list. We're going to be closing soon. This is a very limited list. Of. Uh, counterfeit super apostles. And a lot of these are popular names. You might know, you might love them, but I'm telling you, they ain't good for you. And you need to cut them loose. If you have their books, throw them in the garbage, burn them, rip them up, destroy their CDs. Don't follow them. Don't listen to them no more because they're just deceiving you. Here we go. T.D. Jakes and his wife, Sarita, Joe Osteen and his wife, Victoria, Creflo Dollar and his wife, Tammy. Benny Hinn, Paula White, any of the Hillsong pastors, okay? Stephen Furtick, uh, Joseph Smith, who was the founder of the Mormons. Again, Mormons are not Christians. Mormons do not believe in the same Jesus Christ that you and I believe in. Mormons believe that Jesus Christ is a created being. Mormons believe that the Holy Spirit is some type of impersonal force and that he's not God. So the Holy Spirit is not God, not equal to God. Jesus is not God, not equal to God. That is what Mormons believe. That's just that basis. There's a lot of other stuff that is way off base, 
but they're not Christians. Don't believe them. Okay. Eckhart Tolle. A lot of people are deceived by this guy. This guy does new age stuff. It's witchcraft. It's new age. If you listen to Eckhart Tolle, I don't care if you like him or not. He is a false teacher. Get rid of his stuff. Get rid of it. Rick Warren, who promotes homosexuality and many other wacky things. Rick Warren is a false teacher. Jesse Duplantis, Joseph Prince, Joyce Meyer, Kenneth Copeland, who's like the whole ring leader. Lou Engel. Lou Engel is, yeah, he's not a real apostle. L. Ron Hubbard, who is the founder of Scientology. That is, has nothing to do with Christianity. Andy Stanley, which is the son of Charles Stanley. Dr. Charles Stanley was a wonderful minister of the gospel. True man of God. He recently passed on to be with the Lord. But his son, Andy, nothing like him. <laughs> right. Nothing like him. Andy supports uh, same sex marriages and some other things. His doctrine is all over the place. It is not godly. Not godly. Lastly is Michael Todd. Again, a lot of these are very popular people. This is not an exhaustive list. But if you are listening to these people, these are not true teachers. These are counterfeit apostles. I have a very small list of sound teachers because it's hard to find sound teachers. I mentioned Charles Stanley. Pastor David Wilkerson is another one. He's also gone on to be with the Lord. A very biblically sound man. They made a movie about him called The Cross and the Switchblade. Very powerful uh, minister. You can find his videos on YouTube. He pastored the Times Square Church. He founded it and pastored that for many years until almost it was until he went on to glory. Uh, Vadi Bosham. I'm probably jacking his name up. Very large black man. I think he used to teach in South Africa. But anyway, very, very biblically sound teacher. Vadi. V-O-D-D-I-E. His last name is spelled B as in boy, A-U-C-H-A-M. Last one on the list I have is Alistair Begg. Amazing teachers. Okay, so this is almost concluding the message. The main thing that I was coming out here to tell you is to be careful, right? In conclusion, in summary, be careful. Contend for the faith. Understand that there are people that Satan has planted just to deceive you. Because if you're sold out for Christ and you you really want to be with the Lord, of course, you're not just going to walk up with the devil. Of course, you're not. He has to trick you. He has to deceive you. Right. And when you're off course, you know, I was a Navy guy. So when a ship is off course, or even an airplane, you, you, if you just keep going one degree, two degree, three degrees, four degrees, eventually you will never reach your destination. You're just going to be off course. And if you're off course, you cannot do what the Lord called you and created you to do. Do not be deceived. Fight for your faith. Get in the word of God, the Holy Bible, not the Catholic Bible, not the Mormon Bible. These super apostles that everybody is following and the world loves and all this, that. Get rid of them. Stop following them. <laughs> stop. Stop studying them. Stop letting them tickle your ears. Get in the word. Pray to the Lord. Seek the Lord for the actual word of God. And sometimes, a lot of times, he's going to tell you to let go of things. I just found out some interesting things about witchcraft, about, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars. And of course, we all know uh, Harry Potter is just full of witchcraft. But 
I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. And when I found out that it was rooted in witchcraft, I, I never knew that. Some of you are like, how could you not know that? Why? Because I loved it. <laughs> so I kind of guarded it in my heart and I could see it, but I couldn't see it. But when, you know, when I received that word from the Lord, I got that information. I just had to let it go. I just had to let it go. It wasn't something that tickled my ears, but it was the word of the Lord and it was accurate. And I let it go because I'm not going to be deceived and allow myself to veer off course because I have a golden ticket. My name is written in the book of life and I'm not going to forfeit my salvation. And I would be hoping neither would you. OK, so on that note, we're going to go ahead and close and always remember, submit yourself unto the Lord first then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.